Hello and welcome to Her Ambitious Career, the success podcast for corporate women who want more from their lives and careers. Each week, we share career and leadership strategies to help you set stretching goals, own your value, build visibility and credibility, gain recognition, get paid and confidently take your career to that next level. Whatever your ambition, let's do this thing. Now, here's your host and career success expert, Rebecca Allen. Welcome on in. I am so excited that you're here with me today. Today's show is going to be a little bit different. It's got a little bit of a different flavor. And if you've already seen what I've entitled this episode, you'll know why. Because I've entitled today's episode 12 Deathbed Regrets and Why Working Harder is Never One of Them. Ha! So we're going to be talking about this today. I hope you have got a little notebook with you because this is going to be a really interesting exploration. Let's call it that. So I know that you will have heard this concept before because it's something that is pretty common for us to talk about this idea that there aren't many people out there on their deathbeds who are looking back on their lifetimes wishing they'd spent more time in the office. We've heard this before, right? They're not those people sitting there wishing they'd worked harder. They're not sitting there wishing they'd spent more time scrolling through their phones, answering emails. Okay, so I think we're all on the same page. I think we all know what I'm talking about. The thing is that I actually researched this, right? Because this is something that I find really interesting. I find this really um, interesting that we can live almost on autopilot throughout our lives without really thinking about what we really want and what we really purposefully want to create in our lives. And the reality is, is dying people have very different regrets, right? They, I looked it up. I did. I've done a lot of research and I found 12 really interesting deathbed regrets that I want to share with you today. So they're not the only 12, I'm sure, but there are 12 here that I think are sort of very common and also made me kind of think a bit more deeply. And I really want to encourage you to do the same today because that's what we do, right? We talk about challenging our thinking, challenging our beliefs, challenging what we believe we're capable of. We're all here about challenging, 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 challenging. So let's talk about these 12 interesting deathbed regrets that I have researched and uncovered. Here's the first one. I wish I had kept in better touch with my friends. So there are a lot of people out there who are in the last days of their lives and they are wishing that they had spent more time with their friends, connecting with their friends. Here's another. I wish I had allowed myself to be happier. That's so interesting because it sounds so simple, doesn't it? It sounds like that's a whole, you know, wholly in your control. Why on earth would you not just be happier? But a lot of people wish they had allowed themselves to be happier during their lifetimes. I wish I had done more with my children. I wish I'd had the courage to express what I really felt to people around me. So whether you're telling them that you love them deeply or whether you're telling them to, you know, leave your life and get out of your life because you don't need them in your life anymore. Um, what about this one? I wish I had married the love of my life. Oh my goodness, what a regret that is. Letting somebody pass through your fingers and not sort of telling them what you really feel for them. I wish I had spent less time worrying 
I wish I had been truer to myself. I wish I hadn't allowed others to dictate how my life would go. Oh my gosh, you know what? In my business, in career coaching, I do have clients who say to me that they're on the wrong path. And then we talk about it and they say to me, this was never my desire. This was never my dream. You know, they might be um, a lawyer, for example, and they'll say, it was my parents' dream for me to be a lawyer. It was never my dream to be a lawyer. So I wish I hadn't allowed others to dictate how my life would go. I wish I had had more fun. I wish I had been more adventurous. I wish I had traveled more. And then this last one, I wish I hadn't cared so much about what other people might think of me. Now, the thing that's interesting about that list is it's not work. It's not working harder or writing emails or being in meetings that dying people wish they'd done more of. They regret not having done more that truly made them feel alive. And I mean, truly alive. Those emotional pursuits that really fill your cup right up to the brim, like laughing your socks off with your friends and you can't stop and you just can't stop laughing. Um, Being with people who you just love being with. What else can I think of? What about having deep conversations with people? Deep, interesting, meaningful conversations like this one, like we're having right now with your friends, with your family, that concept of feeling connected, feeling like you belong to something important. What about that idea of having more fun? more adventure, more fun, stretching yourself, really living your life, maybe scaring yourself a little bit and tapping into those really raw emotions that you don't often connect with. And how about the concept of not having been deeply honest with yourself? That would be really mortifying to get to the end of your days and look back and say, look, I was never honest with myself. I was never honest with myself. I never said to myself, no, this is enough. I need to move on from this situation. Or no, I'm not happy. I need to put myself first. Or no, you know, I deserve more. I deserve more from this situation. Those are examples of just being more deeply honest with yourself and putting yourself first. Being true to your needs, you know, being true to what you actually need, what you value. And equally, I think with that one, it's about knowing when to say no to situations, saying no more to the people that you want to say no to and to those choices that you know aren't in your interests or part of your own plan. So I found that research that I did really, really interesting. And some of it upset me a little bit because I was thinking, God, wouldn't it be awful if you got to the end of your life and you were thinking in that way, you were thinking you hadn't actually told somebody that you loved them you know, that you really love them? Or, you know, what if you did miss out on the love of your life? Or what if you did miss out on seeing a a country in the world that you were desperate to see? Mine's Alaska, by the way. I've got to get to Alaska at some point and I will. But what if, you know, you had this desire to go somewhere or be somebody and you were just allowing life to pass you by? That's really what this is about, right? And I talk a lot in my coaching business about purposeful living, about being really purposeful, about defining what you want, about pursuing and being strategic about looking for the outcomes that you really want to have, both in your life and in your career. Because, And it's not about manifesting those things, although, you know, if you want to manifest things, manifest things, but it's about being practical and about having strategies in place to help you achieve those outcomes. And like I say, it's 
it's equally important to be purposeful both in your personal life and also in your career because otherwise you're passive and you're literally a passenger in your own lifetime. Who wants to be that? Who wants to be a passenger in their own lifetime? Not me. (laughs) Not me at all. I think if you got to the end of your life, how awful it would be to have deep regrets about not doing things or not saying things or not being part of things that really mattered to you or not having been that person that you really wanted to be. I think that is the fundamental piece of this puzzle for me. It's not being the person you really wanted to be. And I think the reality is, is we live in this culture, don't we? We live in this culture where work is king and working really hard is king. And that seems to have sort of taken center stage. And we live in a world too where I think too many people are allowing themselves to become defined by the work that they do or by their job titles. Too many people are gaining um, a sense of worth from their work, from their jobs or from the value of their paychecks. It's It's not enough for me. And of course, as a career coach, I believe deeply, deeply, deeply in finding work that's meaningful and doing work where you feel and you are valued and doing work that absolutely remunerates you properly. We don't want to be working really hard and not getting paid appropriately. But I don't believe that work, certainly not work alone, can bring you all that you really want from life. So if you've been tuning into this show for a while now, we've been going for nearly 50 episodes. I'm very excited about that because it takes an awful lot of energy and effort and a massive team to produce this podcast every single week. And if you've been listening in, you'll know that for the last 13 years, I've coached hundreds of corporate women. And it's all been around building confidence in yourself, um, building successful, lucrative, fulfilling careers. And my clients, you know, they, they enjoy promotions often, And certainly they get a lot more of the recognition that they absolutely deserve. But the thing that I've seen in that time is that there is, there's a common trait. Tell me what you think about this. There's a common trait that a lot of women seem to have. And it's this idea that we need to work exceptionally hard. We have to work exceptionally hard. And some of that is absolutely driven by passion. Some of that is driven by fear and self-doubt and insecurity And some of that absolutely is driven by bias and fueled by certain corporate cultures that sort of dictate a certain commitment from their staff. This idea that women do need to work harder to be uh, given the same recognition as their male counterparts, for example. But here's the thing that I've seen, right? It's those regrets that we were talking about, those regrets that people have at the end of their lives aren't about wishing they'd worked harder. They're not about wishing they'd spent more time huddled alone over a laptop. The regrets are about missing out on making life-changing emotional decisions to live a better life, a life truer to yourself, truer to your needs, a life that meets a multitude of values, not just that of professional success if that is your work value. The truth is, I think every single person, every single person has a set of values and every single person 
also has a different priority, a different hierarchy, if you like, of those values. But we all have a number of values that are important to us. For some work is absolutely priority number one, and that's completely fine. So long as you're choosing to give the other important values the airtime that they need to. And when we when we honor our values, I think what happens is it's just not about saying that's important to me. It's about putting time and focus and energy and behavior action towards fulfilling that value. So just saying, you know, um, something else is important to me. Health is important to me, but doing nothing to support that value, then health is not important to you. You're paying a lip service. Yes, but there is no action. There's no energy. There's no focus directed towards that value. So that's where we get in balance, right? Is when we don't give the most important values the attention they absolutely need. And the reality is, is when you have the balance really means the balance of values. When you're giving the values that are important to you, the energy and the focus that they need, then that is success. That is fulfillment. That is balance. That's what it's all about. So I want to roll back to that concept that your work should not define who you are. Remember, working hard is not one of those deathbed regrets that people have. I want you to just listen to what I'm going to say. So if you're somebody who feels like there's imbalance in your life, if you're somebody who feels like work is taking way too much of your time, of your focus, of your energy, maybe some of that feels like it's in your control. Maybe some of it does not feel like it's in your control. Maybe you feel like you have to. Maybe it's culturally what needs to happen in your industry. Maybe it's culturally what needs to happen in your company. I want you to think about this because this is a question of worth. And when I was talking before about security and and fear and insecurity and why we work so hard, it often comes down to this concept of worth. I want you to think about this idea. You, 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 you are not your job. You are not your job title. You are not your career history and where you've come in your career. You are so, so, so much more, so much greater than just that. You are a much more complex individual than you might think. And the truth is, is even if you're saying to yourself right now, I love what you're saying, Rebecca, but listen up. I live in an environment, I work in an environment, sorry, where working hard is extraordinarily important. You have to give 200% commitment or you're out. If that's happening to you and you know that that working really hard is compromising other important values, so you're working really hard at the expense of other things that are really important to you, I want to say a few things. Firstly, you still can choose if work alone defines you. Even if you work really, really hard, you can decide if work defines you or if you're defined by other factors as well. You can still choose if this is the best environment for you to give and be your best because working hard does not necessarily mean you're delivering your best. You still can choose to prioritize other aspects of your life. You always have more choice than you think you do. And I think if you're in that space right now where you're struggling with imbalance, whatever imbalance means, I'm not sure I like this idea of work-life balance. I think it's too basic a concept. 
because you're far more complex than just those two things. And like I said, everybody has a different set of values. Everybody has a different way of prioritizing and creating a hierarchy with their values. And it's important to spend a little bit of time just asking yourself what's important to you. What's important to me in my life? What's important to me for me? What's important to me about my work? What's important to me about the people around me? What's important to me about how I spend my time? What's important to me? What's important to me? That's how you will uncover your values. But then you can ask yourself a few other questions. And I want to give you some practical tips here, right? These are coaching questions that you can use to help yourself. So you just need a notebook. Have a think about what's important to you. Write down those values. And you might be looking at the list and going, yeah, look, work's important. It is important, but there are other things that are important too. Or maybe work isn't as important as I thought it was. But have a look at what you're writing down. Then you can ask yourself, what is being compromised right now? So which of those values is being compromised by the way things are right now? Then ask yourself, am I prepared to allow that value to be compromised? Am I prepared to allow it to continue as it is for things to be this way? Because remember, you have more choice than you think you do. You have much more control than you think you do. And the last thing I want you to think about is this. What would happen, and I mean really happen, because we create that story, right? This inflated idea of what's going to happen. Fear creeps in and we get this terrifying list of what's going to happen. The reality is it's not going to happen. So what would really happen if you chose to stand up for the most important values on your list today? What would happen? What would the outcome be? What would the impact be? We have this tendency of kind of assuming that it's going to be something really bad and really negative and really awful. But I want you to get real. I want you to get honest with yourself. And I want you to ask the question, what would really happen if I just prioritized this other value that's currently being compromised in my life right now? Because remember, what we really want in life is we want more of those emotional outcomes. We want to feel good about ourselves. We want to be the person that we really want to be. We want to spend time doing things that bring us joy, bring us happiness, give us fulfillment, give us satisfaction. And we need to be mindful, I think, and purposeful about creating the outcomes, the relationships, the career opportunities that we really want that are really going to give us our best chance of success. And I would love to speak with you if you're interested in working with a coach to help you really progress in your career. Because it's not just about challenging where you are today and thinking about that. It's also about thinking about what your potential is and where you could be in the future. And I love helping people get unstuck in their careers and helping them see that they are just so worthy and so deserving of so much more, both in their lives and their careers. You're the same person, whether you're at work or at home. And it's important that you understand what you most need to be happy and successful so that by the time you get to the end of your days, there are no regrets whatsoever. There are only positive views on how you've spent your time and how you've made decisions to fulfill your most important values. I have loved today's conversation. I hope you've loved it too. 
And I would love to throw out one of our free resources to you if you are looking to get promoted or if you're just interested in the kind of content that we provide and the kind of resources that we give out. We have an incredible free download which is called The Seven Habits of Female Execs Who Get Promoted. And it is absolutely crammed with useful information. If you want to get your hands on that free download, just go to rebeccasfreegift.com and it will arrive straight into your inbox. And if you want any other links and resources, head to the show notes because there are always fantastic resources in there too. And I so look forward to speaking with you again next week. 